What's your name? Zoom. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Zoobcast, episode 53. Uh, Josh is here again. Incredible. Um, and Adam is here as per usual. And uh, we're going to start off this episode today by uh, we need to talk about Mitchell Miller. And like we've we've all seen what's been going on. Uh, the latest development is that the Bruins have uh, severed ties with him, apparently, but there's still ongoing stuff on whether... Um, his contract has officially been terminated. I don't think we have an it update hasn't. ever since that, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't they think said it has. they haven't been able to. They said like basically their only option is going to be to pay him until the end of the year, which yeah. is insanity. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's I guess it's just the rule like the like the league can't do anything about it, I don't think. I think it's, it's because be by signing a contract, by yeah, signing exactly. a contract you're in the PA now, right? For Yeah, so that would I mean in the end it would maybe open up the league or the Bruins to a lawsuit if they just said no we're not paying you. Yeah, but there's like there should be some special rules for certain. Yeah, there should like be this. an exceptional case situation. Or here. if anything, the league should not have just should not have allowed this signing to take place. Obviously, like, yeah, yeah, it's not costing the league money, but according to Batman, the league was not even consulted by the Bruins. I don't think yeah. before. No, but they have to process the transaction, right? Like, right. A yeah. team isn't just signing any random player, and like it goes through the league, just like trades, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so and, it's, and there's somewhere in that process that the league, if they knew that he wasn't going to be eligible, as he shouldn't, the league should have stepped in and just been like, we're not letting you sign this player because we know that the backlash, A, the backlash, B, just the fact that he shouldn't be in the league is there and he won't be allowed to play. So why are we giving him almost a million dollars for not like, right? And hurting yeah. the victim in the process. I was about to say, the fact that this could have all been avoided if they had just taught, like, if Bruins management had, well, first of all, this shouldn't have even been considered in the first place. Like, yeah. re- like basically rescinding what they've done was the bare minimum. It's good to see that, but again, that's the bare minimum that they, that they should be doing. But the fact that they could have just, if they had just talked to uh, Isaiah's mom or anyone directly related to the victim, mm-hmm. they, we could have avoided this entire thing. But yeah, it's... um. Like I've seen a lot of stuff where like the mom is speaking out a lot of uh, Isaiah Meyer Crothers' mom has been speaking out a lot, and some people are like, "Oh, why doesn't Isaiah come out and talk and stuff?" Like he shouldn't have to, but we saw, like we saw the letter that was posted by him that I think the uh, Hockey Diversity uh, Alliance diversity came out with. Yeah. And to those that are saying, "Oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't destroy Mitchell Miller's career based on one thing he did when he was 14," from everything we've seen, this was years of torment and bullying on Isaiah. Based in racism, ableism, like this, this wasn't an isolated incident. This wasn't, oh, you know, who doesn't make a mistake when they're fourteen? This, this was years and years in the making, mm-hmm. and it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that we even got to the point where the Bruins even considered this. I, 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 I'm, I guess I'm somehow not surprised because of all the horrible stuff that's been happening with hockey culture recently. But it is still so incredibly discouraging to see day in and day out. We wish the best to Isaiah and his mom and and his family and those who have been directly impacted by this. And yeah, it's it's just it's so incredibly discouraging. I, I guess we'll move on. We have some breaking waivers okay. news. We we do have some breaking waivers news. So the yesterday, uh the Ottawa Senators placed two players on waivers. They placed Nikita Zaitsev on waivers, which I'm going to say was to the delight of most people. And and they also placed <clears throat> Magnus Helberg on waivers. Magnus Helberg was was just claimed um, by Seattle, which I don't think anyone can say is too much of a shock. That is the, that's usually how waivers work. It's, it's I don't think, so did Mike Riley. Yeah, Mike Riley cleared Zaitsev. Zaitsev has cleared waivers. That is, that is the official... Uh, that's where we are. So... Any hope of, of a team doing the Sens a huge favor 
is we still gone. Yeah, they still save cap space. One point. Oh no, one hundred percent. But but here's okay. Here's what I'd like to say. I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw this, but DJ Smith today was talking about Zaitsev on waivers, yes, and I I want to find this quote because I'm I I have a I have thoughts on this quote. I found this quote very very interesting and a little bit scary from DJ Smith. Um, I'm, it's, it's on the TSN twelve hundred Twitter. I'm getting there right now. Uh, DJ, if if Zaitsev gets claimed, this is what he said from the the TSN twelve hundred Twitter. If Zaitsev gets claimed, I will wish him well. If he doesn't, we'll work on his confidence. I support all the players. You want the best for them. That sounds like a guy who knows Zaitsev is going to be back up and playing. What? I don't think so. I, I think will that's work just, on his confidence. He's he wants to get in the AHL. He in the AHL. Yeah. Oh, maybe eventually get his confidence he, up. But my point is, he will be back and playing. Like we have not seen the last of Nikita. I don't think if he, that's no. What here's the thing. This. I'm yeah, drawing drawing that from this. Here's what I think: If Zaitsev goes down, right, and he's going to be down at least like for a little bit, no, no doubt. You don't wave him just for one game, whatever. Yeah. Zuzu comes yeah. back next week. Okay. So you have your sixth best defenseman up if, if JBD, like he had a really good first game. So if he yeah. continues playing well, if the Sens start doing well, there is zero chance. I, I know we can harp on. We, we need harp to on, win like, tonight. Decision oh my making. God. <laughs> yes. We, we'll get to that in a bit. Well, like, we, we can harp on like some of the personnel decision making. If the Sens start playing well, I'm not saying like win eight out of 10 every 10 games. I'm saying like they, they play above 500. Without Zaitsev, I unless there's like multiple injuries, I don't see them just bringing him up for fun. Like, they just yep, did that. Finally. The Sens weren't the Sens were four and two, and then they brought in Zaitsev, and then they lost six straight games. Yeah, but so before the season started, I think I said this exactly. I literally said if there is a day to day or like week injury, Zaitsev will probably. But then you want to term like JBD, which is basically exactly what they did because Zoom's been out longer than anticipated, right? Mm-hmm. But now that that injury has gone more than day to day. They're probably realizing Zaitsev isn't the long term solution. He shouldn't have been the the one or two game solution, anyways, which got drawn out. But I feel like it's on par with what we assumed was going to happen. Nothing crazy happened. Like we knew that they they liked Zaitsev a bit too much. So the fact that they waved him, honestly, I was shocked. I was like walking to class yesterday. Yeah, and me too. I just like yeah. I said it out loud, like. My girlfriend has no clue what that means. I was just like, oh my God, the sun's waves lights up. No, like, I what literally, are you talking about? I was, I was leaving class and I check my phone and I'm walking back with someone and she has no idea about this, but I, I complain about Zaitsev to everyone I know. And she was like, really? She doesn't even follow the sense. <laughs> She's so like, funny. oh my God. It was, it was just, it happened. was just a can't miss Ottawa moment. You just had yeah. to be there. It was a historic. Yeah. So where were you when moment? It is really in the incense history. Um, so you know what? Zaitsev is gonna play in the A. I wonder how Hopefully. he'll do down there. I wonder how he'll how he'll do. Do you think he'll be good? I think he'll be no. as good as Matt Murray was, and I don't remember how good Matt Murray was. Wasn't he bad? Injured. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially this this gives the Sens the ability to play their sixth best defenseman, you would think. Um, which is something that we haven't been able to say yet this year. So that's going to be pretty epic. But I, I think I, I do agree to an extent. I think if the Sens blow the doors off here and play so well that the organization simply cannot under any circumstances justify bringing him back up, this was a win. Oh, we're playing but New Jersey tonight, though. We're, right? But we're playing New Jersey tonight. Oh, that's a tough game. They're unreal. Damn it. And, and I was so Louie, we were there. We were there against Vancouver. And and I I I was our buddy Ben, who was there with us, he he uh when Zaitsev got waved yesterday, he texted me and he's like, We we witnessed history. We we, we witnessed Zaitsev's last game. And I said, Oh Ben, I hope you're right. But <laughs> oh, that would be that'd be cool, a cool thing to say. We can we only hope. What are, like what are, so what do you what are you gonna say? If if this is the last Zaitsev game, go back, do you make the trade again? The Zaitsev trade? Yep. Every every piece exactly like it was. I think yes, just because from here on out, assuming again, this is a big assumption, assuming Zaitsev doesn't have as big of an impact moving forward, um, 
No, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I think I can't, it's I don't because think you now, you, now you yeah. have a second rounder. Uh, Zaitsev was awful right for us. That's indisputable. I guess he but the helped thing us is, tank. Yeah, he like, we weren't tank. trying to be good. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we got the Connor Brown like, Here's my... If he does not impact their salary cap management for the next two years, like, they can't... If he makes it so that they can't make a certain move, then, then yeah. I say the trade was bad. But if he doesn't impact it because, let's say, the cap goes up and he never plays a meaningful game for us again, then I'm fine with it. Because you got an asset. Don't have to worry about CC Harper. <laughs> But like, do, do you not like he caused so much pain, single? But he also helped us get not Stutzler because that was San Jose, but get Sanderson. He helped us get Tyler Blue. <laughs> but like, that's what I mean. You can't even you can't even say you benefited from no, but, that. Come on, but, I don't know. I, like Tyler Blue discourse. Let's do it. The, the pain outweighs the gain here for me. Like no, but it was just... funny. I said this yesterday. We were I, I was just like in a like a PlayStation. Right? We were just playing video games. I was like. I truly wish they waited one more game to wave Zaitsev because the Sens may lose tonight regardless, and it would have been funny to watch the Devils' really good like play off the rush against yeah, Zaitsev defending yeah. it. He would have taken six penalties tonight if he was in the lineup. He wouldn't have been to able to guys touch down. like Hughes and Heischer yeah. and Brat, though. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like... Now, I, I think, yeah, it obviously helps their odds a lot tonight, the fact that JBD will be defending that instead of Zaitsev. But it would have been really funny to see if the outcome was a loss regardless. I would have rather have seen that happen. Yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. It'll but be now who knows? Maybe we win. It, like, that's Maybe the thing. Our one, like, oh, wait, has has Boston lost two now? They lost to, yes. to Toronto. Yeah. I think, okay, I yes. think this is a so. statement game for the Sens just because everyone knows yeah. they're slipping. But everyone, like, you don't see everyone saying, oh, my God, the Sens are terrible. Because at the end of the day, they're like a lot of their analytics are very good, like top yeah. 10 in the league good. So if they can go out there and prove against a team that everyone knows has been possibly the best team in the league and they're on a seven-game win streak, like hottest team in the NHL, if they can go out there and keep up and – even if they get slightly outplayed, but they beat them, like that's like a statement game to at least show people that obviously this isn't a four and eight team throughout the whole year. Yeah, we need a we needed to bring it goal. We needed, we needed a, a couple goal. players to score. I'm, I you know like I know I know how good his his expected goals is. I know I'm so sick of it. I need he needs to score, man. I don't. He's care. getting the points though, at least. Yeah, like, that, that, oh my god, that. he scored forty times last year. He needs to score. I'm sorry. Okay, but. If he gets 70 points this year and it's like 25 goals, 50 assists, let's say it's like 75 points, I wouldn't be. T- and yeah. his no, would go down. So no, I wouldn't. But if you, if you bargain. get a 40, if you get a 40 goal score and that was, he's down to 25 goals, you'd be like, well, that sucks. Like that's, we just lost. What, what if, what if you though. get a perfect, what if you get a perfect outcome? Okay. So here's, here's what happens. Giroux scores like 35 this year because he has seven already. He's been great. Yeah. He's been and then great. that brings Debrinket price down because he's not getting the goals. And the next year, after you're able to sign Debrinket long term, then his goal touch comes back and Giroux becomes the assist guy again. That's the thing that I'll say is it wouldn't be the worst outcome. I'd rather no. have this happen now in a contract year than right yeah. after signing a long term deal. Yeah. And if anything, it's like it's not like Debrinket is like, oh, he's been benefiting from Kane. His entire hockey career, he's been an insane finisher. It's yeah. been what yeah. twelve games, and he's still and he's shooting producing. what four percent. Yeah, that's right the thing. Now? He's not still even. producing. Yeah. He's like he's, he's getting incredibly awful uh, finishing luck and numbers. Yeah, and like that's the thing. He's still getting chances. It's going to regress, and he's still producing and helping offensively. So I am not worried at all. He needs to score. Uh, he needs to score. That's all. I, I don't care. He needs to score. Um, uh, no, I, I get it, but it, it is frustrating when you see the guy who's here to score goals. And I think the what makes it more frustrating. Is the fact that the, you watch the games and he could have two or three like yeah. any given night, it looks like yeah. he could have a hat trick. Yeah, but he's just exactly. been unlucky. Obviously, some of those great chances aren't always going to go in. Like goalies are going to make nice things. Getting goalie but by like, Spencer Martin and Scott Wedgwood. Yeah, come on, what a joke. The, but there's going to be a stretch where he's just going to put up, let's say, like eight goals in ten games, and then all of a sudden he's going to be back on his on his season pace, like his career mm-hmm. pace, I should say. Yeah, it, it, it'll happen, and it'll help us get back. Into the win column. Debrinket needs to score, and you know what else? D- Drake Batherson needs to hit an open net. This this he, guy, he's been, I don't. He get started it. off very well. And yeah. Then I don't know what happened. I think in each of yeah. games, 
I think in each of the last four games, he's had a chance either late in the second or sometime in the third to tie it or to put it or to give us like a two goal lead or something. Yeah. And he just keeps flopping. This oh, doesn't matter that much, obviously, but in the last seven games, he's a minus 11. <laughs> Jesus. So he's just getting, yeah. no, he, he's not even getting caved in, but there's just no finishing to be seen. I mean, he scored last game, but like, whatever. And Louis, I was talking about this with you, I believe, on the ride home from the game. But where we are with the Sens here, they're four and eight, and a lot of people are angry, and I'm I'm angry. I you know yes, you are. Like, it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> but but I but we're talking about this, and I'm like, I love this. I love. I actually I'm, like I take a look back. I'm like, this is so great that I'm so angry. I haven't been angry. Yeah, that you actually care, and it I actually haven't been matters angry what like happens in years. And the fact yeah. that I'm angry that they're four and eight, which by the way is their best start in like four years. So the fact that <laughs> we're angry about this is good because they should be winning. We know they should be winning because how good yeah. they're playing, and they should they should be at least. And every, all eight losses have been one goal, and then unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Ridiculous. They just can't score an empty net. So not just one goal. Like, one goal where they like outplay the other team in almost yeah. every single one of them too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they've I think they've outplayed or been dead even in. At least nine out of twelve games, they got outplayed slightly by Toronto. They got dominated by Florida, and they got outplayed probably by Tampa because they were on the PK for literally twenty minutes that game. But other than that, they've outplayed very good teams. They've outplayed the Wild, right? Who else have they played? They outplayed Dallas by a bit. They kept up with Min. Or sorry, they didn't outplay the Wild. It was probably fifty-fifty, but. And then, yeah, like, they lost to Vancouver, but they absolutely dominated them. Destroyed Vancouver. I, yeah, I was watching like, this game with Louis, and I was sitting there, and I'm, I'm like, this is the most dominant I've seen them in a Let's while. be honest. It, it just every, like, if they're scoring, the goaltending is not great. If they're not scoring, the goaltending is amazing. So everything is happening just enough to screw the sense over the history, right? Like, like, replace a couple games where they couldn't score and put the, the bad goalie performances there and lose by three. But then get the good goalie performances when you're scoring and you win those games and all of a sudden you're seven and five or whatever. I like, think I think what's hurting the perception a lot that's making a lot of people angry is every almost it feels like every single bad defensive mistake always results in a goal against no matter how good the chance is. Because they yes. just break down. Yes. Yeah. But the thing that's is the, the fact that they're all going in is ridiculous. And that's like, what's making people yes. so angry. You need to save. Cam Talbot was not good enough against the Canucks. He, he, he had a bad save. game. Yeah. You need to yeah. like he but could I feel like aside from that, the pretending has game. been pretty solid. Like it's been okay. yes. yeah. But the, like, like Vancouver, if the if that game goes exactly scripted as how exactly it happened, nothing changes except Cam Talbot makes one or two of the saves that are goals that went in. They win. They win every time. They 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 come back and they and they 100% they're scoring again and, and they're not, you know, they're ahead. Cam Talbot wasn't good enough. And it was on like, it's like Josh said, you know, Bramstrom made, had a great game against Vancouver and he makes one really bad play to result in a Canucks goal. Imagine if he gets bailed out there. I would say that, that shot should almost never It wasn't, go it wasn't a uh, yeah. bad giveaway, but that shouldn't go in like on an NHL goal. Yeah, exactly. Like, that squeaked through like, I saw I, I saw the giveaway, I was like, oh come on. But then I was like, it's fine, he's pretty far out. And then I saw it roll in, I was like, Yep, yeah, that's just how our luck's been. That's how it goes, man. It was so frustrating. Yeah. You, but, you really hope they turn a corner here. I this is yeah. If they win this you know what? I'm very happy they're playing New Jersey. Because if they win this game, how good is that gonna be for them if they win? Like you beat such a good team after like and it, weeks of it almost just getting there. Be incredibly hilarious. Their record with and without Zaitsev. Yes, if I was just gonna say it would win, validate the Zaitsev. They go from game. yeah. I think yeah. if we're looking at every aspect of the game, the two things that have killed the Sens have been like the goaltending some games, and then it's just the special teams. They've been very bad. <laughs> the power yeah. play. Oh my god. The power play and the PK. Decent. The PK hasn't been great, but Zaitsev gone. Hopefully, it'll get better. Eighty-five twenty-three has not worked as a D pair on the PK. Yeah, but dude. it's the power play specifically, like the amount of times they get a power play in the third, down one or tied, where they could either go up or tie it, and they, they just, just can't do it. They I just wish it. DJ Smith would take a game, even if it means Broussard is on the power play, take a game and put the same five guys on to start a power play. This guy opens his phone in the middle of the game and puts on random name generator and throws <laughs> those five guys out on the ice. Like there's no consistency 
some guys will play on the left half wall and they'll switch to the right half wall and later in the game like yeah. how do you expect them to to practice and get good in a game situation if they're just told to do whatever they want like not literally but it, it's basically like right it's just random and i i hate that just let them build that chemistry maybe even put the same first power play as last year and make a second one completely different i don't know anything better than what's happening right if now you, okay okay so I, we're saying anything. If do we want to build our ideal first power play unit right now? Like, what are we thinking? Sure. Okay. So Let obviously, me... I think Kachuk is net front presence slash below yeah. down there. Yes. I think you I'm gonna... put Debrinket on the left, top of the left circle, yes. around the left circle. Brandstrom at the top of the umbrella, I think. So yeah. not. Nah, I think I'd rather Branny. Honestly. And then I would put. Batherson in the slot, not Pinto. No, not yeah, Pinto's been one. good. From, he's got a couple goals from there on those. On those yeah, goals. he has a quick release. I just think Batherson moves it better. Okay, we could say Pinto, and then I think you put Giroux yes. on the opposite yeah. half wall. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And then that leaves you can put Kachuk on power play two as well because he just plays on at the front of the net. Yeah, exactly. And then put together last year's power play minus Norris, so you could have Stutzla on the left half wall. And then Batherson in the middle. And what I would do, this may be unpopular since Norris isn't there, put Shabbat on the right half wall instead yeah, of Sanderson the at the top. And then Sanderson on the point. Yeah. So yeah, I wrote them. That. So yeah, power play one would be Kachuk to Brink at Hinto Giroux Brandstrom. And then Kachuk, Stutzla, Batherson, Shabbat, Sanderson. I feel like we might be missing one of the top six forwards here. Well, well I don't think so. Well, no. Yeah, well, yeah, no, but I mean, in the lineup, yeah. No, and, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, it, that is better than putting Tyler Maud up there, you know. Although like, like, that hasn't yeah. happened in a while. It's least. true, but that, well, that why was that a thing? That was so weird. That was, and that you know what? You know what was that. weird about that is that was a thing when Josh Norris was healthy. So like they had another guy, and they still put Tyler. Well, that's because we weren't playing uh, Brandstrom on the PPU back then. It was yeah. Shabbat and Sandy as the two uh, yeah, yeah. defensemen at the top. Brandstrom has looked really good. Playing the point on the power play, yeah. Even though like it's been uneven ice times and whatever, like he's he's much better at keeping the puck in than Shabbat has been. He's making plays faster now. I personally think Shabbat is getting way more hate than he deserves right now. Agreed. Like I know he's not playing up to expectations, but like I've seen people be like, "Oh my god, he can't shoot. He takes too long to shoot." Like there was one opportunity, I believe it was. It wasn't again. Who did they play before Vancouver again? Philly. It was the last game. Philly. Flyers. Yes, Philly. Yes, the Flyers. So there was a chance where he had the puck at the point, and he skated in all the way to, like, the hash marks. And he got a shot off, but it got saved. Like, it just got saved. And some people saying he's taking too long to shoot. Like, they wanted him to just rip it from the point or something. Like, I get his confidence is probably shot. I get that he's playing too many minutes, which doesn't help. But, like, there are some criticisms that are just a little bit far-fetched. Like we can't was, expect him to just be like a Norris finalist this year. I feel like that's been Thomas Shabbat. The way Thomas Shabbat's career has gone is he's evolved into this player who is being deemed overrated by like everyone, just because of how things have shaken out. And and he was kind of like the first part of the of this new uh, contingent of the Sens. I, and he, yeah, he's I think like a big it, part of the core. I think what it might be is. He might be playing similarly to how he was last year, but because there's so many more options around him, he doesn't stick out as much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like he he hasn't taken that step with the other players who have taken that step, like Kachuk and like mm-hmm. Brandstrom. Like they've evolved. Yeah, but guys, the, 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 the other just thing, the sensor just goes. The other issue I have is he just looks a bit slower than he did. He doesn't look as smooth of a skater. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of puck, like they dump it into his corner and he's getting beat. Like last year, he's winning that puck battle. He's being first on that puck. But this year just feels like he's lost a step almost. I, I feel like it's more of a it's it seems more because like he still moves somewhat fluidly. And you couple that with what seems like a lack of urgency that may have been built from the fact that he is used to having to play thirty five minutes a game. So maybe like people are saying that there could be like he's saving it for whatever because he's expected to play so much longer. And again, I don't know how much of that is true. Some people are even speculating that maybe he's hiding some sort of injury, which I I don't think that's what's happening right now. But yeah, 
I, no, I he, is, he is at the uh, he is at the ripe old age of 25. So maybe yeah, time is catching up. Falling apart here. in front of our eyes, you know. Yeah. Um. Let's move on here. Uh, the senators, the senators have been on a rather lengthy losing streak, <clears throat> and this is this has spurred uh people to make. You know, people are asking for changes and to the lineup, whether it be the coach or the players. And we saw this on the Sens. They had like a like a skate yesterday. Yeah. And and Shane or um Matthew Joseph was was skating as an extra. An extra. With Gambrell and, on the third line. <laughs> with Gambrell on the third line, which is insane. And and so people are are now saying Joseph should be scratched, which I disagree with. And I think but we all, all three of us would say we disagree with that. But if you had to make a lineup change, would I mean besides Zaitsev, obviously, uh, what would you change? Anything else? I'm going to assume Matthew. As opposed to what they're doing running not... tonight, yeah, Joseph wouldn't be the number one. It'd probably be like Parker Kelly or Watson, but yeah. yeah. As oh, saying, speaking of Watson, that. you know what? Stop. Oh. Austin Watson fought again <laughs> oh, yeah. against the Canucks. He, oh, I think God. it was Luke Shen. And my yes. God, this guy got pummeled. I he loses every fight, but this one was like a new, like this one was like a different breed a little. He bit. got like he beat, and then he just decided on. to get back up. He's like, yeah. no, I got, I didn't get beat enough. Let me get back up so you can punch me some more. Uh, it was unbelievable. He, he and then and then that this so this was when the Sens were winning, and then the Canucks scored like a bunch of goals after that and then we're like well thank god austin watson fought <laughs> that was so big for the sends but anyway please continue with your austin watson parker Kelly. Here's, well that's who i would change but here let me um let me tell you who matthew joseph's most common opponents are in every single game because people are talking about him not being as good as last year let's okay. just look at who he's playing against the most for why this may be so um, this would be alphabetical order by opponent. So against the Coyotes, his most common line that he faced was the Clayton Keller line, their top line. Against the Bruins, his most common opposition on line was the Bergeron line, so the first line. Against Buffalo, it was the Tuck line. I mean, Buffalo doesn't really have like a certified top line, so I'll skip past that. Against Dallas, his most common uh, opponent was the Jason Robertson line. That's obviously their top line. Against Florida, his most common line was the second line. So not the first line, but still he's playing against top six. Many, it was the Zuccarello-Caprizov line. That's their easily their first line. I don't have to go. They played 12 games. So there's a couple more. But, like, he's getting all the first line matchups. The entire third line is. Which is why the third line hasn't been as elite as people thought. Because DJ Smith's like, when we get a D-zone draw, we're putting on 57, 21, and 14. Like that's the line, yeah, and that's why they're kind of getting outplayed. Is their feet? They're getting all the tough competitions from their own end. So yeah, okay, he's not doing great, but he's scoring more than he's giving up when he's on the ice, which you know may not be sustainable long term. But for what he's doing so far, yeah. he's he's doing fine given the the hand he's being dealt. Yeah, um, I mean, so this is you're talking about Joseph. I I kind of zoned out a bit. You're talking about yes, Joseph. Yes, yes, so yes, he's Joseph. also been he, he on the penalty kill. He's unreal. He's yeah, he's, he literally, he literally scored a three v five goal against Tampa Bay. Like he's he's, he's got, I think, if it's not a hundred, it's close. But he's like near one hundredth percentile in the league in terms of penalty kill time per game. Yeah, and that's again as Josh said, while facing tops top twenty fifth percentile. Yeah, that was five v five. So he's not just. Yeah, I'm not including the power play. Yeah, obviously. and mm. like I just don't get how you look at this team and you think Joseph is like. like I saw some people even saying, "Man, that contract is looking bad." It's like it's under three million for four yeah. years. Jesus, like, he's he's bringing for a really like, good penalty killer. Yeah, and that's he the thing. Flies. And good at he flies. Flies. That's what I'm yes. getting to. So he's got quick. a such unique playing style. First of all, he's providing so much on the PK. He can face up against those tough tough matchups. Uh, but he's got pretty solid defensive value, and the mix of that plus transition ability and some checking with like you know his his four checking pickups and you know throwing a hit maybe every once in a while but i don't get how that's the guy you go to for this yeah match. it's so strange either i i yeah matthew joseph has been a very valuable addition to the sentence mm-hmm. and i think people are like oh like but nick paul like we'd rather have nick paul I i'm like joseph 
Yeah, I'd rather Joseph too. I love Nick Paul. I will always love Nick Paul. Especially taking guy's... in their contracts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, seven years for Nick Paul. I don't know about that. But the, the Joseph is not the issue. No one on that third line really is is the issue. Um, but I, I think we're at a point where, I mean, they have done this with Parker Kelly, right? They sat him for a game um, because he's been taking, he's, he's taken some stupid penalties this year. He hasn't done it lately, um, but at the beginning of the year, it was really frustrating. And I think like, I love Castle, like love that guy on the fourth line. I think he's sick. But then you have Watson and Kelly who essentially kind of do the same thing. Like, they're there you don't need two of them there I, I feel like you could you could upgrade on your fourth line a little bit but then it's like it is gambrell an upgrade over one of parker kelly and austin watson i don't really know he's been really, um, he's actually been good in the two games he played well he scored like i would give him I another agree. chance yeah <laughs> i'd throw him in there just well how much how much does he move the needle on the fourth line i'd rather have him in over watson sure yeah 100 100 sure. you at least add like a little bit of speed over Watson because you're watching that fourth line and it's just become dumped and chase. It's like at least I need to have one guy who can actually chase when it gets dumped in because nobody actually yeah. does. I shouldn't say they dump and chase. I should say they dump and wait to check on the way out of the zone. <laughs> what I was what I was gonna get at is is that I I feel like maybe a call up is in order to revitalize something on the oh lewis don't look at me like that i you're looking <laughs> at me so weird right now don't i wasn't even gonna say him he was not even gonna be my number one option i i, I you you make your case though if you want please well listen i know i i was mostly just memeing but like the thing is i feel like he actually could be a decent option especially given that we're moving around all this with the within the you know top nine and stuff and it seems like there could be a spot like i honestly wouldn't really mind Crookshank on the second unit power play. I know oh, that may sound okay. very biased, but no, no, no. The thing is, he's legitimately got like he's got a but really over good. Who? Like, look at the lines we made. Who would you replace? Okay, well, the... yeah, with Kachuk, Stutzla, Batherson, Shabbat, Sanderson. I know, but I mean, like, because this we had Kachuk on both units, right? I meant if we yeah, wanted to yeah, spread it out, yeah. like this. This was mostly my case when we had Mott on there, and I felt like he could have filled that spot way better on the power play. You know who I'd call up? Jake Lucchini. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Give him Why a not? chance, man. He's he was their best player last year. He's been their best player this year. I mean, the worst first. thing that happens is you give him a shot. He might be what on about... an AHL deal, but you can always sign him. They're not on a contract limit or anything. What you about Corey Conacher? He's on an AHL. He's on an AHL deal. Okay, but I like, want, I would love sign him that, a better though. deal. Then. <laughs> I'd love that. That would be so awesome. Corey Conacher. I'm just looking at the baseline stats. Two point, two games, zero goals, one assist, minus three. Yeah, but he's been a god in the A the last couple of years. You know what? No, they should. Have you seen who popped off in the A last year? Freaking Stefan Nason. This guy got forty-five goals, which is the he's first the, time he's on the Canes' first power play unit. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been, he's, yeah, he's been <laughs> yeah. sick this year. He's, he's, on, like, he's in the top six and on the first power play unit because Jesus. I have a couple Canes players in fantasy, so I'll check and I'll be like, "Why does Stefan Nason have another power play assist like every night?" <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Josh, let me check exactly have? how many points he has. I have Jarvis and Netchas. I, I literally, I started the year with Jarvis because I was so convinced he was going to pop too. off. And I picked up NetJazz. And yeah, I, I dropped Jarvis for NetJazz, and that was the best decision I've ever made. Okay, hold Stephane on. Neeson has six points and four are on the power play. It's actually not bad. That's funny. He's got, he's got as many goals as the Brinkett. <laughs> okay, I want to switch complete, completely switch gears here, like, all of a sudden, because I saw a thing that I think would be a good topic to debate. Uh... With the sense placing Zaitsev on waivers, this is Elliot Friedman on the Jeff Merrick show saying this. Uh, Dorian will have about 4.5 million in cap space. Merrick yes. adds he would wonder about Winnipeg and Vancouver blue liner, blue liners in that case. Who are you looking at here besides, I mean, DeMello is easy, but Vancouver, Winnipeg, any preferable picks on D if they were to make a trade? Uh, being a part Winnipeg fan, I just hope we don't trade for Logan Stanley. That is... Oh, I, I think they'd love him. I don't think he's I, I think Winnipeg loves him too much to trade him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's that's what I'm like, saying. Oh, okay. I thought you meant as an Ottawa would. Yeah, um, no. No, uh, listen, I I don't think the Sens are acquiring any of like, because Pionk, Schmidt, uh, Dylan have way too big contracts for a move like this. Wouldn't want him. Um, I wouldn't want him either. Agreed. Uh, DeMello, <laughs> Sandberg, I think they're holding on to because he's still fairly young, although I wouldn't mind that. Uh, they don't seem to have anyone... 
I mean, hey, listen, if they're really going to stunt Hainola's growth like this and not play him, bring him over. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Is he a righty? But, uh, you, yes, I think. Hold on. Nola? Hainola is a lefty. He's lefty. Damn. Yeah. Uh, let's check Vancouver, Bad. because aside from Tyler Myers, No, I'm you know Larson, who? who's... Ethan Bear, Line boom. number one. Get him right back. Ethan Bear's not going to get moves again right away. But Shut up. you know who there want? So the, the whole Winnipeg thing, I think, is literally just Friedman having no sources and just saying, oh, he went to a game in Winnipeg, so they might be scouting Winnipeg. Like, I think it's just... His thoughts, as opposed to an actual This man's source. on a horrible bender, Jesus. Friedman recently, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they could have been scouting Montreal in Winnipeg, and they went to Montreal yesterday. They're not Jonathan doing it, Josh. Kovacevic. They're not doing it. Fucking You want to talk about guys that just got picked up? <laughs> you know like, why? Kovacevic is on a three-year deal. he played... Who cares? Listen. I care. Doron overpaid for him. Where do you think he played in uh, junior hockey? He played for the Ottawa Junior Senators. Oh. That means Oh, wow. a lot. <laughs> these I mean, listen, are these hold are on. some some tie. If, oh, If if you I want don't to stay want. on the Nodak thing, if you want to stay on the Nodak thing, <laughs> there's Tucker Pullman on Vancouver. <laughs> no, Stay on I'd that rather shit. have Kovacevic on a three-year deal. <laughs> I'd rather have Kovacevic on a three-year Obviously. deal. What's his deal though? Is it is it like under a million? It's seventy seven hundred and sixty seven K. Okay, so I don't know if Montreal would actually just be giving him up. He has been their No, best defenseman yeah. this year, probably by Not advanced, even close. like analytically. <laughs> Who's I was about who's to been say, better? <laughs> I don't I don't know if Adam saw this, but Adam and I and another friend were in a group chat and we were talking about Kovacevic not too long ago. Um, Oh, yeah, I, I was skimming that. I was kind of let, letting you guys do your thing there. okay, but I That's listen, not you okay. want to talk about guys that have, were just recently picked up? He was just picked up on waivers. I know it's different from trade. He was picked up before the season. Bear was picked Yeah. up last week. I know, but You still, I still don't think you trade a guy that early after getting him, especially when he's been that good. Like, You just said, wait, didn't you just say he wasn't their best D at all? what? No, I said he was. Oh, I said he's been like their best D so far, and you said not even close. Yeah, as in, it's not even Yeah, close. like it, Like, as yeah, in, oh, like he's been oh, far oh, and away I thought their you were best. saying, okay, Yeah. I thought you were saying he's not even close to their best D. I was like, damn, I thought I was right here. So moving on to a completely different thing. because I don't want to talk about Jonathan Kovacevic for more than three minutes. Don't give me that look, Lewis. Uh, when we, we like to, we like to indulge in mascot lore here on the Zoobcast, and, and we like to keep up with mascot trends because we think it's important. Uh, Slapshot, who is the Washington Capitals mascot. Where did he go on our tier list? C? Oh, C we tier? that's a great question. Oh God, we this is important. We should have really brought this up. We should have we should have pulled up the thing. I'm Yeah, gonna this go was in the this version history of the planner. Hold go on. it. Yep. This is We tweet we need it. to and keep keep when you get it, keep it up there, Louie, because I'm gonna Yeah. call on you a couple Uh more times. that was episode fifty nine, so October eighth, I think. Fifty Or forty nine. Shut up. nine. Hey, hold on. Yeah. The All right. answer is I got it here. I don't have Uh it. where is he? Oh, C tier. Yeah, right above Yeah, uh okay. Thunderbug. Okay, so so Slapshot, the Washington Capitals mascot, they, a C-tier mascot, <clears throat> by our criteria, hosted a mascot party the other day at the, at the Washington Capitals game. There's, Louis has, has been so kind and posted the tier list in our planner, so I'll be able to look at it. But the Slapshot, who, uh, the Washington Capitals mascot, he had a Slapshot mascot party. Uh, here were the attendees of Slapshot's mascot party. There was Slapshot, believe it or not. He was there. Bowie was there. The one and only. Bowie, who is... Where did we put Bowie? D-tier. Bowie, Bowie oh yeah, he's Al. That Bowie Yes. is D-tier. Uh, low D-tier, so we have C and a D. Uh, Nash, who who is... I believe he's high. He's Top A. He's of A-tier. A tier. Top Yeah, good of A tier. good on him. Nash, Nash is there. So we have Slapshot, Bowie, Nash. NJ Devil, he is a, a, a B-tier mascot. He's there. Okay, Louie. yeah. Louis, not not our Louis, but the the, the St. Louis Bears I wish mascot, I could have gone. St. Imagine. Louis or the That's St. Louis a bribe. Blues mascot. Yeah, you wish. I I wish I could have been there too. Um, Louis is there. Tommy Hawk, everyone's least favorite mascot, was also there. And there was one other person at this event. There, I I think they might they must have decided that you know six NHL mascots needed to be offset 
by one NBA thing who is who goes by G Wiz. G Wiz, the Washington Wizards mascot. G Wiz. And and I've looked at G Wiz, and he is he looks like if Yupi was American. Yupi, you know what I mean? Like he, he's I don't know about Yupi. Yupi looks too human to look anything like G Wiz to me. Oh, I think this. Who does this guy look like to you? I thought this. He got Yupi eyes. It feels like. It feels more, like uh, a species that would be in the same genome as Gritty or Victor E Green, if anything. So G Wiz, okay, here's a mascot wiki on G Wiz. It's like it's like Victor E Green, but American and part insect almost. Okay, now listen to this. G Wiz is a dark blue flightless raven wearing a red <laughs> wizard hat. So he's he's a flight. That is your mascot, the Washington Wizards. That is not a raven. A flightless. Raven. This is the according to mascot wiki. G Wiz. It's in the it's written in the scriptures. Uh his jersey number, by the way, we're gonna dunk on Joss again. Guess what his jersey number is? Double zero. hundred percent of the time. Every his single mascot hat. double zero. Oh my god, his hat. Uh he he oh my god. 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 Everybody contain yourself. This is a very important piece of news. G Wiz is in a relationship with stuff the magic dragon who is stuff the magic dragon well he is a mascot of the orlando magic so the so the washington wizards mascot and the orlando magic mascot are in an intimate relationship despite cheering for opposite teams in the same conference of the same league they are their 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 love knows no bounds. They their wow. love it, it is it is so that is so pure that is so excellent. Uh, that G Wiz and see this is what the NHL needs. We need a mascot date or a, 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 we need a mascot ship or something because the NBA has got it on lock here. G G Wiz and stuff the Magic Dragon. Well, who would you who would you ship together in the NHL? Oh. <laughs> We, this is a great no, but only two. That's it. Dog. Just two. We're not. We're not matching all thirty-two. Just two of them, which go best together. Oh, frig! I don't know, man. You can't put us on the spot like that. This Howler and Bowie, just to make Josh mad. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I don't um, know. But who would go best? Who would go best together? I feel like uh, Thunderbug and you no, know, I think Thunderbug and Bernie the Saint Bernard. Okay, defend your position. Interesting. I don't know. This is purely based on vibes. I have so Thunderbug. No... Thunderbug is like a little. He's a little bug. The Tampa Bay guy. He's like a little bug. And yeah. the the Bernie the Saint Bernard is a dog. So you think a dog? They just both look pretty wholesome. I don't know. Nah, I got one. Go, I think Sabretooth and Carlton the bear. I like that. That'd be good. Yeah, I like that. Is it because of their nose? I don't know, man. Just, oh, that's good. Just ran up. I'm going based off of w- the one image we have in the planner of each mascot. They just... Yeah, they have their head tilted the same way with the same nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I could also see the, um, what's the Arizona mascot called again? Howler. Howler. I, I just yeah. said Howl- it earlier. Oh, yes, Howler with uh, the NJ Devil. That's Whoa! That's, that's one. I don't know about that. Whoa, that's, that's, a, that, that's like a beyond species kind of thing. Yeah, I I could see I could see iceberg and Finn. I like that too. I don't like that at all. What we'll penguin? Have... And I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to find them both. Uh, iceberg and Finn. I think they hate each other. No. Do they? Like the animals in question. Yeah, but that's what makes that's what makes the fire burn, Josh. Mm. That's what makes the fire burn. Maybe um the Oilers mascot. What's his name again? Um, his name Hunter. I believe is Hunter. Hunter yeah. and Tommy Hawk, just because nobody else wants them, they're just like no one else would like them. Yeah, the two they they can yeah. never find anyone else. Those two unwanted, yeah. Each other, yeah. I like that. Some 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 love for the for the you know for the losers down there. I I think that's smart. There's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities. Hold on, here. We what could, about we Nordy and Nash? Who and Nash? Nordy and Nash. 
Oh, Nash can do better. I think so too, but <laughs> Nash can do better than that. No, nor Nordy's like Nash is way out of Nordy's league. Nordy's punching above its weight class. Yeah, I, I'd say I was looking at Nash because I was like, I think I I think Nash and Sabretooth could totally, they could do it. Yeah, I they could that that could be a thing conceivably. I also I also like I like Yuppie and and Gritty. I think it's more of a polyamorous thing between UP Sparty and Gritty. I think I think we've gone far enough. <laughs> it's just the orange, the amount of orange. Yeah. I think we can cut this conversation off right where we are. We should post a Twitter poll of who uh, our followers think is the best ship of all of us. Yeah, we could do yeah. that. Louis, yeah. we're going to cut you off by Me. giving you a chance to talk about the 67s if you want. Yeah. How about, how about Louis? On, I'll on. give you a choice. You can either you can either talk about the sixty sevens or continue shipping mascots. Up to you. Can I what ship sixty sevens mascots? They have multiple. Oh, the puck and the and the yeah. raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Riley. How, how, how okay, would that, that wouldn't work. Riley how and Killer Puck. Killer Puck. Does, so does Killer Puck roam around still? Very rarely makes an appearance. Like, <laughs> does he roll like, around? Like Joe yeah. Muffera show, shows up way more often than Killer. Oh, Puck. the Red Blacks guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Louis. You choose what you want to talk about. <laughs> it's all okay. on you, man. I, I guess we'll go sixty sevens. Yeah. Um. So it's been it's been good. I don't know. Have you guys watched any of the recent games? No. Or I'm assuming no. this is a me only segment. All right. Yep. Sick. All right. Cool. Um. So yeah, twelve. Oh no, thirteen and one now. I believe because they they just beat Kingston. Uh. So they're on a roll. Um. Stonehouse is very much making the case to be drafted as a D plus one right now. Uh, he has added a completely new, like a bunch of new elements to his game. He's way more. Kind of like a truck this year, eh? Yeah. Uh, dude, they're basically uh, the same player, right? We've never seen them in the in the same room. Like, maybe that's why Norris went to the game because he knew that his friend Brady would be playing. Yeah, he's trying to support his his pal, his karaoke. Or he buddy. just got confused. <laughs> it's so similar. Uh, oh, yeah. poor Himbo Norris. Of course, that uh, would he'll get one day. He'll get it. <laughs> but yeah, no, like he's been he's been really good. I was talking with I don't remember who it was uh, about this, Ooh. but I oh go no go I'll, I'll go after. Finish okay, uh, I was just gonna say yeah he's he's playing really well. Pinelli's still still popping off. He's leading the team in points right now. I. Ooh, I don't think he hit 20 yet, but he's close. He he had a little bit of a of an issue hitting literally any sort of one-timer off the power play, which was very frustrating, but he seems to have found his groove again. Cam Tolnai has been ridiculously good recently with in terms of production, and Brad Gardner has surprised me a ton. Like he he was one of the most forgettable players last year, and now he's legitimately dynamic and on the line, but that it used to be Cooper Foster, but with Tyler Boucher's suspension. Um, he's now playing with Barless and uh, Will Chihuahua, which has been a fun little kid's third line that has uh, really, really provided value at both ends of the ice. So, Adam, what were you going to say? Um, thank you, Louis, for that 67s update. We'll keep those coming throughout the year. <laughs> but this is this is such a cool, this is a great stat that that I found. This is on Twitter. Thank you to Body Buzz Rex for this tweet. Okay, yeah. Here is a fun stat. The current Ottawa Senators leaders in games played for the Ottawa Senators, active players. Number one, Thomas Shabbat, 325. Number two, Brady Kachuk, 289. Number three, number three, Nikita Zaitsev, 182, who is also the 10th highest average time on ice of all Ottawa Senators. All Ottawa Senators. He is tenth highest in that time frame, huh? Or, or all time in that time frame, or this year? I think it's all time. I the way that it's worked, I think it's all time. That, that can't be right. The I feel like it's in among active players. Yeah, it's maybe ought to be the, the, the right, like, exact tweet is Zaitsev also has the tenth highest average time on night of time on ice of all Ottawa Senators. Yeah, so it's probably of all the players currently on the team. But I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. If oh, it's we're not. pulling up the stats. Here we go. Pull up All the right. stats. We'll, we'll call it an episode after this. But pull pull up the stats. The the you know what? Give him his due diligence. He stuck it out. Zaitsev. He was here. He played. He tried. Sometimes. He deserves to be on the leaderboard in some capacity. We got hockey reference going here. Let's see. Um, I don't know if I could sort by. Oh yes, I can. Moment okay, of truth. so 
Zaitsev is tied with Danny Heatley for 13th all time. That's pretty. That's a, that's the I, same deal. Twenty minutes. So does that mean? Seconds. Does that mean that as of late, more players are getting more ice time? And back then, it was more balanced because nobody was like that high up. Or or are you like is Danny Heatley thirteenth because it counts when he was on other teams? Uh no, this is just with Ottawa. Okay, so I wonder um, if it's just like nowadays the top players play okay. more than they used to. Or something. This is interesting. How high do you guys think Thomas Shabbat is? In all time, Sec- all time, second. Yeah, I think he's above Zaitsev for sure. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> second Fifth or third? Uh, you guys are both wrong. He's fourth, oh. with Carlson at one, then Chara, <laughs> and then Redden. Oh, yeah, okay. no, no, that Phillips. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Phillips is like under that. Zaitsev. By the way, oh, okay. Um, I mean, I, I so does that mean it. Zaitsev gets his number retired? <laughs> That means we'll also have to retire Cody Cece and Dion Phaneuf's numbers if we go by. Oh, that you know logic. what? I'm curious. Can you can you search all time like every team who who had the most out time on ice uh, I, average? Like, I I don't see why I couldn't. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm curious. We, we're just we're, we're we're just literally making this episode longer for no reason right now. But I'm uh, I'm I'm, I'm curious, guess? and maybe some people are also also are curious. My random guess know. is Nick Cronwall. I I'm my random guess. Yeah, you know what? That's a good random guess. I like I can, that. Hold on, I have to go to the actual NHL website for this though. It, it wouldn't be a forward unless back in the day they used to do like. Unless it's like Gretzky. What if it's Gretzky? Yeah, that's what they, I mean. I don't think yeah. it would be though. When did they start tracking again? I don't know. I don't know. It's not something I have sort of on the Because like I have like the baseline of like oh six oh seven is when they started like expected goals, but it may be like closer to like seventy five or something. Uh. For time on ice, okay. All franchises, some results. Uh, I need to go to time on ice here. There we go. Okay. All right. Oh, this is shifts per game. Hold on. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll, guys, we'll get there. time on ice per game. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um. Wow. Okay. Um. Okay. Wait. Is it an active player? Yes. Drew Doughty. It might not. Drew Doughty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty. Yeah. It is Drew Doughty. Yeah. Yeah. And number That's why two... you won all the Norris's, man. <laughs> yeah. And then number two is Carlson. By the way. No way. Yeah. That's so. So that's they start. I I will say this. They started tracking time on ice in 1997-98. Okay. So um, we don't really know. Yeah. yeah, but it makes sense. More recently, I think the top players probably play more better conditioning. More yeah. so yeah. Like you don't it, have like the coach running up the fourth line a quarter of the game. Like, mm-hmm. And I will say also you had we had guys like Shabbat was only fourth for the Sens, uh, because we had like Chara in his like before he had fallen off and like had his yeah. later years. So Chara mm-hmm. was ahead of him there. But all time right now, if you're looking at time on ice per game, Shabbat is ahead of those guys at twelve. There you go. In terms of time on ice per game. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's that's pretty much this. There's, there's also time on ice per shift, <laughs> taking the longest shift of all time, and Kirill Kaprizov, for any <laughs> significant sample, is number one with almost one minute shift on average. Damn. Right behind him are Ovechkin or Kovalchuk. They're feeding him something in, in Russia. That's I don't know what's going on there. Jeez. Okay, we 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 we've been going on way too long here with this time on ice. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see. I, I'm going to assume this episode will not be out by the time they they play the Devils. So hopefully, yeah, no, they better. <laughs> that would that would really suck if they lost. <laughs> but uh, hopefully they win. Um, thank you for sticking with us through this mascot train of relationship status that we. I love how we're just go- touching on mascot stuff every episode now. Oh, I this think is, it's great. We I found think it's our awesome. niche. We found our niche. Sorry, American Life. Uh, thank you so much <laughs> for tuning in. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Bye.